0: Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Dory and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Second Sunday of Lent A reading from the book of Genesis The Lord God took Abram outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars if you can. Just so, he added, shall your descendants be. Abram put his faith in the Lord, who credited it to him as an act of righteousness. He then said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans, to give you this land as a possession. O Lord God, he asked, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He answered him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old she-goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abram brought him all these, split them in two, and placed each half opposite the other, but the birds he did not cut up. Birds of prey swooped down on the carcasses, but Abram stayed with them. As the sun was about to set, a trance fell upon Abram, and a deep, terrifying darkness enveloped him. When the sun had set and it was dark, there appeared a smoking firepot and a flaming torch, which passed between these pieces. It was on that occasion that the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I will give this land, from the Wadi of the Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates. The Word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm The Lord is my light and my salvation.
0: The Lord is my light and my salvation.
1: The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom shall I be afraid?
0: The Lord is my light and my salvation.
1: Hear, O Lord, the sound of my call. Have pity on me and answer me. Of you my heart speaks, you my glance seek.
0: The Lord is my light and my salvation.
1: Your presence, O Lord, I seek. Hide not your face from me. Do not in anger repel your servant. You are my helper. Cast me not off.
0: The Lord is my light and my salvation
1: I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living wait for the Lord with courage be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord
0: the Lord is my light and my salvation a reading from the letter of Saint Paul to the Philippians join with others in being imitators of me brothers and sisters and observe those who thus conduct themselves according to the model you have in us For many, as I have often told you, and now tell you even in tears, conduct themselves as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their stomach, their glory is in their shame. Their minds are occupied with earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we also await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will change our lowly body to conform with his glorified body, by the power that enables him also to bring all things into subjection to himself therefore my brothers and sisters whom i love and long for my joy and crown in this way stand firm in the lord the word of the lord
1: thanks be to god our reading from the holy gospel according to luke
0: glory to you o lord
1: jesus took peter john and james and went up the mountain to pray While he was praying, his face changed in appearance, and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened, and when they entered the cloud, then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, as we celebrate this second Sunday of Lent, I am very glad to tell you that St. Patrick's Day this year is not on a Friday. So we get to enjoy our green beer and we get to enjoy our corned beef during Lent.
1: Okay, well, I'll take you up on the corned beef, but I think I'll pass on the green (laughs) beer. Pass on the green beer, okay.
0: (laughs) Well, a little more seriously, uh, I do want to ask people, again, this being the second Sunday of Lent, to kind of reflect on. How did your first week of Lent go? Um, You know, your Lenten sacrifice, was it too grand? Was it too easy? Have you even started yet? (laughs) And and again, going back to what are you trying to achieve? It's not just something to make you endure something, as I want to share a quote with you about. Uh, It's really to go ahead and place your faith into action and come closer to Christ. There's a quote here about faith and suffering from Father Donald Haggerty. Uh, And I'd like to read to you this because I think it's very appropriate for Lent. It says this, Suffering requires a very active faith, but this is not simply in order to endure. We must see suffering in a graced light. Our true powerlessness rises up in the face of suffering. Indeed, an incomprehension often accompanies suffering. God's purpose is unknown. He is more hidden. Precisely then must faith be exercised. God is inviting us to himself long before our last breath, and we must come to realize this. Our profound surrender to him is his desire, so different from mere resignation to his will. This deeper surrender is what God waits for always. It is why he allows pain. So what a beautiful reflection, I think, on the Lenten journey.
1: Yes, it is. And it's, it's easier said than done. It is not easy to find joy when you're in the midst of suffering yeah. and you know, some some, some trials that we go, we're going through. It's it's not easy to say, oh yeah, this is a joyful thing, right? Exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. And and hopefully that gives people an orientation on through they go as they go through that suffering and the sacrifice through the Lenten journey.
1: To put it back to, I'm uniting this with your suffering, Lord. I can't do anything with it, but I know that you can.
0: Yeah, and it certainly gives it a purpose, doesn't? It? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move into the first reading today is from the book of genesis
1: yes now this reading gives an account of god's covenant with abraham and this is actually the third covenant that god has made with mankind the first was with adam and eve and they failed the second one was was with noah and it failed. And now we're going into the third covenant that he enters into with Abram. And notice how in this reading, it's spelled Abram. His name has not yet been changed to Abraham. That happens after he's made his covenant with God. And this reading describes the way in which God appears to Abraham in a vision. And through his faithful obedience to God, Abraham became the father of a great nation of Israel.
0: Yeah, and, and I want to spend just a minute on that. A contract versus a covenant, which oh, was shared yeah, here. Right. Uh, you know, a, a contract is made when you sign or invoke your name, and usually it's an exchange of property or services, and something that can be kind of canceled if someone doesn't meet their end of the bargain. A, a covenant is very different, especially from a biblical perspective. A covenant is where there's an actual an exchange of persons. It's actually where you invoke God's name, and you swear an oath, and the Latin word for oath is sacramentum. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful exchange of persons. This is basically saying here that you know if I break this covenant, I will be much like the the uh, carcasses that were split in two, right? It's it's a verse in, very much an exchange of persons and a very permanent thing. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful covenant that God and uh, Abram said at that time. Great isn't explanation. It? Yeah. 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 Well, let's move to the second reading. Uh, I think Paul makes it very clear that we are a redeemed people and we need to act like it.
1: <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. And he 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 tells us that there are many people who are enemies of the cross of Christ and that they have allowed their stomach to become their God. In other words, people have allowed their appetites for things in this world to become god to replace the place that only the one true god should should have and so this could be a lust for pleasure it could be a a thirst for power and the consuming greed uh, all of these things can become powers in the lives that that bring people away from god they turn their backs on god
0: exactly and i think when you were talking about that you brought up what i call the three p's where uh, you know satan tries to have you uh, go after power or pleasure or possessions those are what things i call three p's Um, but remember also satan works on the three b's (laughs) satan will also try to make you bad and if he can't make you bad he will try and make you bored with your faith or with life and if he can't make you bored he tries to make you too busy and because therefore, if you make yourself too busy, then you don't have enough time to listen to Christ and embrace that silence that Christ wants. So, And, and that's a beautiful, I think, reason, another reason why we quiet ourselves during this Lenten journey is to hear the voice of Christ in that quiet, still voice. That's where we really find the beauty of our faith in Christ's teachings. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to fight against the three P's and fight against the three B's in order to really come to a very meaningful Lent.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, let's go ahead and close today with the gospel. We see a glimpse of Jesus's divinity, don't we, Carla?
1: Yes, in this gospel um, passage, so we hear the account of uh, the Transfiguration. It's known as the Transfiguration, and the church has marked August the 6th as the day uh, that we're going to celebrate this feast every every year. And the story begins when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up a high mountain and Then there are two men, Moses and Elijah, that appeared in glory and splendor, and they were talking with Jesus. And St. Luke also tells us that the disciples, Peter, James, and John, had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory. And you know, Kevin, don't we do that? Don't we allow the dullness and tediousness of everyday routines, lull us into kind of a, you know, a a sleep in the sense that we disengaged from living out each day to the fullest. We become lazy in our prayer life, impatient with those around us, and half-hearted in fulfilling our daily obligations. Bottom line, we're just not paying attention to God in the way that we should. And sometimes a disaster will strike, and then suddenly we become focused only on God. God is our only focus, and we beg him for help, and we plead with him to please intervene to to save us, to help us in, in in our trouble. And God sometimes uses situations like that to get us to wake up, to come to recognize the importance of inviting him into our daily lives and as a way to see him in a renewed light and hopefully experience a renewal of faith.
0: Yeah, exactly. And really, I think to close on this, I read this quote that I thought was really important because we so much, like you're saying, get locked in our own world and our little bit of <laughs> what we are, are uh, you know, concerned about, but yet we lose sight of a much bigger reality. And I, I like this quote because this kind of then brings the transfiguration very real to me at least. It says, every time that we reach out to help another person is a moment of transfiguration, both for ourselves and those we help. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I-Radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend.